Well, welcome Walnut Hill family. I am so happy to be worshiping with here with you today, whether you're here in the Bethel campus or you're online or you're watching in Waterbury in New Milford or Derby. If you don't know me, I'm Crystal Ellington. I'm the online campus pastor and it really is truly a privilege to be standing in this spot and to share the word of the Lord with you today. We are in this series called Good Question and it's an opportunity for us to kind of dig deeper and ask and answer these questions that are foundational to our life in faith. And last week, Pastor Adam, he opened us up with why Jesus and we learned that God is faithful to his promises. And we learned that Jesus came down from heaven, lived life as a sinless man and died on the cross for us because he brought hope and healing and restoration. So today I'm gonna answer another question, but before I get to that question, I wanna ask you a question, so buckle up people. How are you doing today? That's the expected response, right? And when I hear the question, how are you doing? Usually in my mind, what I get is a whole bunch of things. I think about my kids, I think about my husband, the house, this role of the church. I think about how the church is doing. Am I praying enough? Am I reading enough? Am I fasting enough? All these things. And then I answer just like you did, good, or I'm fine, or my new personal favorite, I can't complain, right? But really, I want you to think about this today. How are you really doing? We've been through a lot together over these past couple of years, right? So is I'm fine actually an accurate representation of how you're doing? Pause for a second. How are you doing? And maybe if you're still saying I'm fine or I'm good or can't complain, let me ask you a follow-up question, and you online too. What are your worry and anxiety levels like right now? Loaded question, right? I'm sure as I said that, something came to your mind that you're concerned about. You're concerned about war, political tension, racial tension, violence, inflation. Have you seen gas prices and the cost of bread, right? These are the things that we think about. But I have a solution for you today. For all those worries and anxieties. No, I don't have a solution to the actual problem you're talking about or thinking about, but to worry and to anxiety. So let me turn to the word of God and I will tell you what I mean. Let's go to Philippians chapter four. We're gonna look at verses six and seven. And the Bible says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So today, in a world filled with worry and anxiety and actually things that are, you can be concerned about, I'm gonna answer the question, why pray? Why should we pray? Let me answer that for you real quick. So kind of get a summary of where I'm going today. When you pray, you position yourself to receive and to experience the peace of God. Prayer leads to peace. So why, why does prayer lead to peace? Well, it's a matter of focus. If you're worrying, you're looking down around here, you're thinking about all the things that you need to grasp onto, the things you need to understand, the things you need to find solutions to, but when you pray, you lift your eyes 
and you focus on the God who created you, on the God whose hand is over everything, on the God who is in control of everything, who is not unaware of what you are going through. So if our peace depends on our prayer, then we probably should understand what prayer is. So let's, let's find out what is prayer? Well, prayer is a conscious conversation with God. We have this invitation to sit at the feet of God, the feet of Jesus, and to tell him what's going on with us. We can cultivate our relationship with God through prayer. Now, when you think about cultivating something, the Lord really planted this in my heart. Ha ha, planted, cultivate, very funny. Um, he planted this in my heart. Like when you cultivate something, when you plant a garden, you're not just planting a single seed and then you leave it, right? You gotta pull the weeds, you gotta water it, you gotta, if you got a rose bush, you gotta prune it or an apple tree, you have to clip back the branches so it bears more fruit. Cultivating is an opportunity for us to press in over and over. It's a daily, it's a regular commitment and that is what prayer is. This conversation with God we have regularly just increases our connection. It increases our intimacy with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this invitation we have to sit at the feet of Jesus, to engage with our creator, it came at a price. Prayer is costly. Jesus was willing to come down and sacrifice his life for us so that we could be restored to God. And that is why we can sit and we can pray. Now, as I prepared for this week, I really felt the Lord challenge me. How could we not pray if we love him? How could we not seek him and listen for him and speak to him if we say that we love him? I really felt this burden in my heart this week. So I want you to sit on that question as I continue on. What I know is that prayer is simple, but it isn't always easy. And let me show you in Philippians 4. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. That's all prayer is, is telling God what you need, what's in your heart, what's in your mind, what's deep in your soul, telling him what you need, and then thanking him. Thanking him for the way that he was there for you in the past. Thanking him for the way that he is sustaining you right now. We are breathing because he's sustaining us. And then thanking him for the way that he will answer our prayers or be with us in the future. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, they put it like this. Cast all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you. He cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. So that word cast you see there, that means to throw forcefully. So we get to throw forcefully our worries, our anxieties, the things that are deep in our hearts and minds that concern us into the hands of God. And this is not disrespectful throwing. This is throwing with trust. This is an opportunity we have to give to God the things that are concerning us so that he can free us from them. So when we pray, when we pray, we have the opportunity to be free. But like I said, prayer is simple, but it's not easy. And what makes prayer not easy, what makes prayer complicated? Well, it's us. 
It's me, it's, it's you and you and you online. We are what make prayer complicated. And the reason being, it's our perceptions. It's what we think about prayer, or what we even think about God that makes prayer difficult, that makes it not easy. So I wanna confront and tackle some misconceptions right now so you can be free of them. So maybe you thought something like this, God doesn't hear my prayers. Have you ever said that to yourself? I'm not gonna pray because God doesn't hear my prayers. Well, here's the truth. God listens to your prayers. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, it says, the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open to their prayers. His eyes are watching and his ears are open. He's listening. It's clearly right there in the Bible. I got something else for you. In Psalm chapter 66, it says, for I cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened, but God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love for me. The psalmist is telling us that God listened and did not withdraw his love despite what he was going through at the time. Okay, so maybe that one doesn't have to do with you. Maybe you've never thought that. Okay, maybe you thought God doesn't care about my prayers. You ever thought that? God doesn't care about what I'm praying about. Well, in the truth, God responds to your prayers because he cares. In Psalm 34, it says, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all his troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. In James, it also says, if we come close to God, he comes close to us. That is what we get when we pray. He does care. He leans his ear. He inclines his ear to hear as we press into his presence. And it says he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Rescue? He comes to our aid. He's not far away as we seek him in prayer. Or how about this? Have you ever thought praying doesn't actually do anything? I know I've heard that. I don't know if you've thought that. But let me tell you the truth. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. And we can see this, just an example in the book of James. In chapter 5, verse 16, James says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And we can see examples of people who prayed throughout the Bible, Abraham, Jacob, Moses, and that's just honestly in the first two books. There are people who pray and see what God can do on their behalf as they relinquish their worries and their cares into his hands. Okay, here's another one. Maybe you said to yourself, why should I pray? God is angry, God is mean, God is vengeful, God is not a person I wanna be in contact with. But let me tell you the truth. And this is a hard truth sometimes for us when we experience hard things. God is good. It's not, he doesn't, it's not, he does good. He is good. That is, his goodness is who he is. So the good things that he does are an overflow of who he is. In Psalm chapter 145, it says, the Lord is good to everyone, is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation, all his creation 
He showers his compassion in his goodness. In his goodness, he promises us that he will never leave us or forsake us. In Deuteronomy, it says, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged because the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He goes before us in his goodness. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. That is the good God that we serve. That is the good God that we worship. That is the good God who is here now inclining his ear to your hearts that may be even praying about something you're concerned about right now in this moment. And I love this passage in Romans chapter eight. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. We can count on God as we walk with him, as we seek him in prayer to work things out for our good. Why? Because he is good. And if it doesn't appear good, ask God in prayer and he'll change your perspective. He'll help you to see what he is doing. Okay, so I have one more misconception that we need to tackle. And I know that I've thought this one or I've said it to myself and I'm sure you have too. You can tell me. I don't have time to pray. Have you ever said that? Now, I know that that's not true, especially for me. You know, you get on Facebook or Instagram and you're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. You definitely have time to pray. And let me tell you something. If you have time to worry, you have time to pray, right? You can take those words of worry. You can take those words of worry and transform them into prayers. So let's think about what are we saying actually when we're saying, I don't have time to pray. Let me give you an example of what we are subconsciously saying. We're saying, hey God, I got this really, really big problem. It's just massive, it's so big. And I'm not really sure if you know the details about that, but I do. And I think that if I had enough time to think about this problem and to consider it and to kind of work through and obsess over every detail, I will definitely find a solution. So God, I don't have time to talk to you about this because I got it. I know how to figure this one out. I have the solution. And isn't that crass? It's very nervy of us. How dare we say to the God of the universe by, not cho by choosing not to pray that we can figure it out, that we've got it. It's just not true. We don't got it, right? We don't got it. We have to really take time and submit these things to our God, these worries, these anxieties, these things that are kind of keeping us up at night. To, we submit these things to God and he can exchange our worry for his peace because prayer leads to peace. When we position ourselves in prayer, we are positioned to receive the peace of God. So now, let me show you what Jesus has to say about worry. We're gonna be in Matthew chapter six. And we'll start at verse 25. This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food, to drink, food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Now we're gonna jump down to verse 31. So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father 
already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And Jesus is telling us in this passage of scripture that we don't need to worry because God's got it. We don't have it, God's got it. God's got it online. Whatever that thing is that you're thinking about, God's got it, it's fully in his hand. And all worrying does, really, is distract us from hearing the voice of God, from hearing what he has to say about a situation or a circumstance and hearing his, his solution even. We are so busy worrying and so busy obsessing about the details that we cannot hear the solution that God has for us. So when we choose to worry instead of pray, we are focusing on those tiny details that God could really work out for us if we would lift our eyes and seek him in prayer. And when you pray, you position yourself to receive and to experience the peace of God. Prayer leads to peace. So now I hope that I've convinced you that you need to pray. So the next natural question is when? When should I pray? Well, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, rejoice always and never stop praying. Never stop praying. That sounds like a lot. Like, do we have enough time to do never stop praying? Well, let me encourage you in our verse from Philippians chapter four. Let's go back there. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So that means that when you have a worrisome thought come into your mind or you have anxiety come into your heart, you take that worry, you capture that thought, and you say, you know what? I'm gonna pray this one out. You don't let yourself snowball into that worry. Because I don't know about you, when I worry, it snowballs. Like all of a sudden it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden I'm completely overwhelmed and there's nothing that I can do. I'm completely stressed. These are the moments when you initially hear that worry, you transform it to prayer. Well, let me give you some advice. Let me put it to you straight. A real nice short sentence for you to remember. When you start to worry, start to pray. That's it. Because when you pray, you position yourself to receive and to experience the peace of God. That prayer that you put up instead of worry will lead you to peace. So let me show you about this peace. Can I show you? Go back to Philippians. Go back, go back, go back. It says, then after you pray, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It says it right there. That is why we pray. But what is this peace I'm talking to you about today? Well, this peace, it's not the absence of conflict. It's not the absence of difficulty. Biblical peace is shalom. It's that completeness, it's contentment, it's wholeness and spiritual well-being. And Jesus described it and he talked about this gift that he gives us, this peace in John chapter 14. Jesus said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. God's peace is inner peace. It's completeness that's brought on by being aware of his presence. And when are we more aware of his presence? When we're praying, not when we're worrying. 
And there is nothing in this world that you can substitute for the peace of God. There's not enough Netflix, ice cream, pizza, alcohol, anything. There is nothing that you can substitute for the peace of God because this peace exceeds all and more that we can understand. So when you actively release these worries, when you choose, I have a worrisome thought, I'm gonna pray, you're releasing these worries, you're emptying your hearts and your minds of worries, so you have open hands to receive the gift of peace that he wants to give to us. Jesus wants us to have it, but sometimes we're so full of worry, we have no room to receive it. This is why we have to turn in prayer, so we can have room to receive his peace. And if you look back in that Philippians passage, there's something really fun that I love that it says. It says, this peace will guard our hearts and our minds. Peace guards our hearts and our minds. Let's think about a guard for just a second. A guard keeps watch at a certain point to control access to or to protect something valuable. So if we think about peace in that regard, the peace protects the valuableness of our heart and our mind. It, it controls access to our heart and our mind so we don't have, our, that worry does not have access to our heart and our mind. And that is good. That's why it's so important to pray. Because when you pray, you're positioning yourself to receive and to experience peace. That prayer leads to peace. But there's a condition. We want to get this peace, but now how do we keep this peace? What do we need to do to keep this peace? And there's a peace in the verse that says, as you live in Christ Jesus. Let me read the whole thing. Let me read the whole thing. It says, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So to keep your peace, you must live in Christ Jesus. It's not enough to fire off prayers of worry at the Lord all day. He'll give you a moment of peace because he's good and he loves us. But what we really need to do is to live in Christ Jesus. And what, what does that actually look like? Well, the first thing it is, is that we have to live surrendered lives to Jesus. What does that mean? Surrender lives, that means we are in a relationship with Jesus. We've met Jesus it's not enough to be a good person or to do good things or to even come to church every Sunday. You have to be in a committed relationship with Jesus. And this is easy to do. You just have to pray. You pray a prayer of thank you, I'm sorry, and please. So is today the day? Is today the day that you're gonna take this step forward in your journey with Jesus? Is today the day? Is your heart burning? Is your heart beating faster? Do you feel butterflies in your stomach? Do you feel something saying, yes, do it, do it, do it? That means that today is your day. And then for some of us, and the rest of us really, we need to constantly be recommitting our lives to Jesus. Saying every day, yes, Lord, I'm gonna live for you. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna pray together and we're gonna pray out loud because there's power in using our voices. So if this is the first time that you're gonna pray this prayer to meet Jesus, we're gonna pray with you and encourage you. And for the rest of us, we're praying kind of as a moment to recommit. So on this day, July 10th at 9.48 a.m., I am recommitting my life to Jesus. So let's pray together. God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you've brought me to this place. Jesus, I thank you that you came down to earth, that you lived a sinless life, 
that you died on the cross and you rose again in victory as Lord. Lord, I'm sorry for the ways that I've sinned. Please forgive me. I turn away from those things. And Holy Spirit, please come and empower me. Live inside me so I can live for you. Jesus, you are my Lord. And I live for you this day and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. If that is the first time you prayed this prayer, I wanna welcome you personally from me to you, to the family of God. I am so glad, but I have one thing that I need for you to do. At the end of service, we'll have prayer servants who will be up in the front. Those are just people who like to pray and are really good at it. I want you to come forward and tell us, not just so we can see your face, but so we can celebrate with you and so we can pray with you. And if you're online, Click request prayer. We have prayer servants ready right now to pray with and for you about this in particular. They would love to celebrate with you today. So I'm talking about keeping your peace. The first thing you have to do is make sure you're living a life surrendered to Jesus. The second thing you need to do is walk by the Spirit. What does walking by the Spirit look like? Well, it's intentionally saying to God every day, Here's my day, you're in control. Tell me what to do, tell me what to say, tell me where to go, tell me what not to say and where not to go. This is what living and walking by the Spirit looks like. And how can you do it? You pray, you ask the Lord, Lord, here's this day, what you got for me today? And that's it, it's simple as that. So as we keep our peace, it is an amazing thing because we need this peace. We need this peace in our lives. The world is filled with turmoil. It's not just for us. This peace is for us to bring the peace of Jesus to other people. It's for us to reflect the goodness of who God is because if we're stressed and worried and anxious and spinning around, how can we bring peace to other people? If we are lovers of Jesus, we are to reflect him in the world. That is what we are called to do. So we need this peace. That's why prayer is so important. When you pray, you position yourself to receive and to experience the peace of God. Prayer leads to peace. So let me tell you a story about prayer. So at the beginning of this year, actually New Year's Day, my sweet son, Joshua, he woke up and said he didn't feel good. I looked at him. I have never seen him look so sick ever in my life. He said even the bottom of his feet hurt. That's how sick he was. And I just knew that he had COVID. I knew that that's what happened. And so we tested him and he had it. He had COVID and I was immediately afraid. Why? Because I had read so many things about it. I'd read about all the side effects, all the long-term effects, all the things that could happen. And Joshua, he is my run, 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 and then run some more and then sit down and run some more kid. Filled with energy and here he was completely laid out, lethargic, exhausted, super tired. And so what did I do? Fear set in, the worry started to snowball and snowball. So I sent him to his room and then I ran to mine. And I started to cry and cry and cry. 
And eventually, I got myself together, ready to went down there, talked to my husband, you know, all about the business. I was ready to talk about, okay, so where did he get exposed? Who else would he been exposed to? What are we going to do about work? What are we going to do about groceries? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And honestly, all of that was so heavy. It made me feel worse again, and I started to cry some more. And in this moment, something so exceptional happened. I don't know if it was me or him. It was probably him who started to pray. And we prayed, and we prayed for my son's healing, and we prayed for all the things that were concerning us. And I'm gonna tell you something. My son wasn't immediately healed. But I, something happened to me. I experienced the peace of God. I really felt the Lord, his presence, telling me that everything was gonna be okay that he saw us, that we were in the palm of his hand, that he was well aware of our circumstance and that my son was gonna be all right. And he is now, he is all right. But that moment I will never forget was the peace in the midst of that storm, the peace in the midst of that diagnosis that I was so afraid about. It's so good to remember that sometimes when we pray, when we worry, it doesn't change our circumstances, but it changes us. It changes our perspective. It lifts our eyes to heaven and we can trust the God who is in control, who created everything, who knows everything, and he wants to move on our behalf. But let me tell you also something about this story is that sometimes when we're worried, we need help. Sometimes we need someone to pray with us or pray for us to help us to release some of the worry. That is such an important part of being in Christian community. And we have people who love to pray here. They line up in the front here or they're in our prayer room or they're online. We have prayer servants who would love to pray with and for your worries today. Don't wait. Don't leave here with heavy worry because we have people who would love to pray with you. So I'm telling you today, you've got to pray. Why? Because when you position yourself in prayer, you position yourself to receive the peace of God, the peace that exceeds all understanding. So what now? I'm gonna challenge you to lean into prayer this week. I want you to commit to praying. Pray when you first open your eyes or even when your eyes are closed. I'm usually, my eyes are still closed when I start to pray because I know I need it. I have three children. I need the prayer before my eyes even open. I'm praying. And then as your day gets going, when you start to worry, start to pray. It's really easy. We make it way too complicated. You take those words of worry, those thoughts that you have anyway, and turn them into prayers. And so maybe, maybe you're a little uncomfortable with this prayer thing. I've got a really cool device, an acronym for you to remember. It's called X, and it will help you to remember how to pray. So the A stands for adoration. That means you just say, thank you, Lord. I love you for who you are. The C stands for confession. Don't be afraid of this part. This is actually the best part. You know why? Because when we confess our sins, it gives us an opportunity to step back into alignment with God and we get to be closer to him. So don't be afraid of that confess, that C part. Then we have the T for thanksgiving. That means you're thanking God for all that he's done, all that he is. And then the S is supplication. It's a fancy word for Tell God what you need. That's when you share your request. So now I'm gonna invite the worship team up and we are going to prime the pump. What does that mean? I want you to leave today with the peace of God. In prayer, 
Prayer is so simple. It's just communicating with God. He wants to hear from you. He wants to listen. He wants you to listen to him as well. But here's the thing. I I can't make you pray. I can't. I can say all these words and show you all these scriptures, but I can't make you pray. You have to choose to pray today. You have to choose to lean in and to pursue the God who is pursuing you. Surely goodness and mercy follows us every day of our lives. You have to lean in. And so in this moment, I pray that you would choose to pray. Why? Because when you pray, you position yourself to receive and experience the peace of God. So now this is the moment for all of us to receive the promised peace of God. I'm gonna pray, make yourselves comfortable. I'm gonna go through the A, C, and the T of Acts, and then you're gonna do the S part. You're gonna do the supplication this morning. So let's pray. Lord, I adore you. Your goodness and your mercy are so good. Lord, I love you because you are good. I love you because you are faithful. I love you because you are true. And God, I confess, I confess that I have lived outside of your will for me. I have sinned, I have turned away from you. I have lived for myself. Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Restore unto me the closeness of relationship I can have with you because I am close to you. And God, I thank you. I thank you for bringing me to this moment. I thank you that your mercy, in your mercy, you call us to repentance. I thank you that you've been sitting here waiting for this moment right now, today for me to pray. And so we thank you. And now it's your turn. It's your turn to tell God what you need. Lay out your worries before him now. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Oh Lord, you promise that you will keep in perfect peace those who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Give your burdens to the Lord. He will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Christ himself brought peace to us. And I will wait quietly before my God for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, while I will never be shaken. Thank you, Lord. The Lord says, I hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, 
Don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Lord, we thank you for your promise to us. We thank you for the promise to exchange our worry with your peace. We are prone to worry. We are prone to wander, Lord. Call us back. Call us back to these moments where we give you our worries and you exchange them for your peace. Help us to do this no matter how often we worry. If it's every second, Lord, let us spend every second we have in prayer so that we can receive your peace. We want to keep this peace in your presence, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.